This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Latner. From the locker room to the boardroom, Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drives results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll not only be a better person, but also better athlete, coach, leader, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amber Latner. Holy cow, we did it. We're here. We're at episode 10. We are in our 10th and final episode of season one, which was entitled Building Your Mental Performance Foundation. So in today's episode, we're really going to just recap where we've been. Um, Episode one, again, was sort of the intro on the mind. And then we dove into the eight different building blocks that encompass my foundational mental performance training program that I developed about five years ago to really help individuals, teams, and organizations get a solid foundation and a solid grasp on just the fundamentals of the brain, the mind, how it works, tools and strategies to to condition the mind to help make it more consistent to deliver its absolute best um, over time consistently in every situation, whether you're in sport, in work, in your home life, etc. So so let's dive in on our review. Again, episode one was this intro on the mind and, and how the mind works and just above all how important our thoughts are. Again, people tend to think that thoughts are these ephemeral things that just float around in the air and have no substance. But the reality of it is what we think about grows and manifests in our brain as actual protein patterns, right? So for those of those of us out there that, that think right, that think positive, that are that are optimistic and encouraged on a daily basis to get up and work and and build a process that is replicable for success, that's an exciting thing to think. Wow, our brains are healthy, right? But maybe for some of us out there, you know, our thought life is not necessarily in, in the healthiest state right now. Maybe we're a little bit depressed. Maybe we're anxious. Maybe we're always wondering, well, what if, how, how come, or when, and, and, and anxious about the future and about, you know, concerned about the past and really unable to live in the moment to execute. And, and because that's where performance happens, right, is in the moment, in the present. And so our thought life is an important thing to really get a grasp on and to understand that those thoughts that you're having, those negative thoughts, those pessimistic thoughts are actually creating protein patterns in your brain that show up as, as sort of gray matter, right, and is not conducive to production in, in any sense of the form. And so, you know, we really want to challenge ourselves to get a grasp on what it is we're thinking about on a daily basis, because those thoughts are forming and changing the form and function of our brain, which is ultimately going to affect how we can bring our best selves to every situation that we're in. You know, the beautiful part is that what we wire into our brains, we can wire out, you know, so for those of us that have some of those negative thought patterns, what we wire in, we can wire out. And what's perhaps even more exciting is that the brain is designed and developed and responds most efficiently and effectively to positivity, to love, to hope, to optimism. And so so as we start to think and to train our minds to conceptualize things um, from a more optimistic perspective and to think 
think in ways that are more conducive to, to excellence, to greatness, to love, to hope, um, those protein patterns are going to eventually wire themselves out that were negative and wire in these positive, productive protein patterns that, again, can help us think right, can help help our minds be healthy to to conduct the electricity in in proper sequences and in healthy mechanisms to drive our performance again in sport in life and in our relationships. And again, so episode one was again, just centered around understanding the importance of thoughts, the power of the mind, and really how mindsets are just patterned ways of thinking about situations that then drive how we react or respond to that situation. So as we dove into episode two, which was building block one, and then the, the subsequent eight episodes thereafter, we we asked each of our featured guests, hey, what's your mindset on fill in the blank, the building block of the day, right? Because this, this podcast is all about building championship mindsets or helping our listeners build mindsets that are conducive to performance excellence, that, that are mindsets that the, are the ways that champions think about different elements of life. And so, you know, as you go back and you you listen to these episodes, listen for the mindsets that, that Bruce Bowen has on awareness, that Cam McDaniel has on attentional control, that, that Mike Lee has on routines, and, and really start to challenge yourself to think like a champion, right? And to build mindsets, or again, patterned ways of thinking about different topics and scenarios in life in ways that champions think about them. So again, episode two was building block one of the of the foundational mental performance training program. And building block one is awareness. So we really talked about the fact that before we can enhance anything in our lives, personally or professionally, we first have to be aware of what's happening in these different domains, what's going on within us, what's going on around us, to become aware of those elements, heightened awareness, so that we can make adjustments, make adaptations to position ourselves to be successful, to have a positive influence, to lead, to inspire, to change dynamics and moments tipping ourselves and our team in in the direction of victory. And so our featured guest was Bruce Bowen, three-time NBA champion, current NBA analyst on ESPN, talking about his perspective on awareness and how important this mental element and mental capacity and mental skill is for him to have been successful uh, as a basketball player, now as a daddy to two little boys, and, and as a professional analyst on ESPN. One of the things that really stood out to me when we were talking with Bruce is, again, those of you that have seen him on TV, his his big smile, his happy personality, his intensity, right? All of those elements, that is exactly how he is in real life. And, and what strikes me all the time is that he always wears a bow tie. And I just thought that was sort of him making a statement and being stylish, right? But what we learned in our interview with Bruce was that that bow tie, every time he puts it on, that symbolizes something that has been transformational in his life. Because bow tie, right? For it at least the first word of that, bow, B-O-W, in Bruce's mind stands for being optimistic wins. And so in every situation, Bruce becomes aware of what's going on within him and around him and makes a conscious choice to be optimistic, even when it's really hard. When we heard his life story, he doesn't come from glitz and glamour and everything being handed to him. He comes from a difficult childhood and a difficult life. And there was different seasons of his life where he was in some pretty difficult times. 
times, you know, when he was playing overseas because people told him he wasn't good enough to be in the NBA. But in those moments, he chose to be optimistic, knowing, right, that if I can be optimistic, I can generate some positive energy and generate some activity on my side. Well, things are going to start aligning for me to get some traction and to move forward and toward my goals. And so again, that mindset of being optimistic and his mindset or his patterned way of thinking that, listen, even when it's hard, being optimistic wins. And what we know from a sports psych perspective, again, is that our brain, when it's in a positive state, thinks more clearly, thinks more creatively, and it problem solves better. So exactly what Bruce knew years ago, just intuitively and through his life experiences of being optimistic wins, we know now it wins because it puts your mind in a state that it can be creative, it can problem solve, and and inch its way forward to its goals. From there, we moved into building block two, which was motivation. And we talked with Serge Pay, who who is a former professional hockey player and a current hockey agent, looking at the importance and the power of knowing your why and why do you do what you do. And Serge shared with us that, you know, his compelling reasons for why he played hockey and now why he's an agent to serve young men and to give them great advice and and really to equip them in a holistic way uh, to be the best athlete they can be, but also be the best contributor to their communities. That drives his motivation, you know, to work long hours, to travel all over the country while still maintaining, right, an amazing home life with his beautiful wife and his two beautiful babies. And, and, And again, just the power of the motivation that we can drive intrinsically and internally when we know our why, when we are grounded deeply in something that is bigger than us, um, that we know that, that our purpose and that our, uh, endeavors and our work and our time and our energy and attention that we are devoting to something has a greater purpose. And again, at the end of the day, it is, it's our job to motivate ourselves. It is your job to motivate you. It's not your boss's job. It's not your spouse's job or your parent's job or your coach's job or your boss's job. It is your job to motivate you. And when all of those sort of external elements are stripped away, what is it that gets you up in the morning to do the things necessary, to build the processes necessary, to build the skill sets necessary to be excellent? Champions know that it's not about the outcome. It's not about um, all of the, the glitz and the glamour that comes with success. It's about the disciplined daily elements that, that is about building a process, a replicable process of success that you can generate excellence as an athlete. If you're currently an a- as an athlete, is that translates into your home life, into your business life, etc. And, and it's really driven by that motivation to day in and day out do the things necessary to be great at your craft. We then we then go into building block three, right, which is confidence. And we talked with Brittany Bach. Um, she's a seven-year women's professional soccer player. She and I were teammates at the University of Notre Dame where we played soccer together. And really talking about this essence of confidence, right, that is grounded, that isn't cocky, but it's confident because it's grounded in a sense of self, that, it, that is driven, that is gritty, right, but at the, yet at the same time uh, has has an element of class to it, right, is, is grounded. And we talked specifically 
specifically about what that looks like as a woman, to be a confident woman in this world, um, to be a female athlete, to be a female business leader, and and the important elements of sort of balancing, um, you know, the the beauty of feminism and yet the the just intensity of of athleticism, right? And how can we how can we strike this balance as female leaders um, that again is grounded in in our womanhood and yet. Um, compelling in the marketplace, compelling in in the business place, compelling on our teams, etc. And she talked about going confidently into your strengths and gifts. And you know what? There's seasons of life where we have to figure out, well, what are our strengths? What are our gifts? And we challenge you to dive into that, to know what you're really good at, uh, to know what you love, and then to also know what is needed on your team or in this world. And I think it's within those three elements, again, what you love, what you're great at, and what is needed, that we can find our sweet spot. And then when you find that, go confidently into your strengths and gifts and not really worry about what everybody else is saying, right? Because really confidence doesn't just come from how we're performing on a day-to-day basis. We talked about in in episode four, right, the the five different elements that drive confidence, five different things that, that fuel our confidence. And if we're willing to invest in those five elements, well, then it becomes a lot easier for us to hone our attention to and to go and to drive and to choose confidence in different domains that we find ourselves. But again, Brittany really stressed the importance of leveraging your strengths and leveraging your gifts, whatever your domain you're in, and then using the five keys to confidence that we talked about to sort of supplement it and buffer against the pushback and the challenge and, and the adversity that we face to still choose confidence even when it's hard. From there, we moved into building block four, which is intensity management. And we talked with Dr. Pat Ivey, who's out at the University of Missouri. Pat played football at Missouri and then played uh, professional football for several years before moving into a professional career in strength and conditioning, where he was the director of sport performance at Missouri, currently serving as vice chancellor to diversity at Mizzou. And so really got his perspective um, on a broad range from being an athlete to being a coach to being a husband and a father and a professional in higher ed right now of intensity management, right? And finding your zone, finding your optimal level of intensity or arousal that that drives performance excellence for you. And then understanding that, hey, in these different roles that I play, there's going to be a different optimal zone. And I have to be disciplined enough, aware enough, confident enough to be able to manage those zones so that I can show up and be and be my best, whether, you know, in his in his words, whether he's being an athlete, being a coach, or being a daddy, right? And all of those different elements are really important because the people around us are watching, right? And and they're looking to us um, of how the day is going to go. You know, like Pat said, if he goes home and he hasn't gotten in his zone, he's still driving in, in this sort of high-powered intensity from the weight room, and he goes home like that. Well, now everybody's sort of on edge at home, right? And so as leaders, our role in getting in our optimal zone is important not only for our own performance excellence, but also the impact that it has on those around us. We talked about how our brain and our heart both give off electromagnetic energy, but our heart gives off two times more than our brain and can precede us up to 10 feet, right? So think about that. You've, you've, if you're a leader, right, chances are 
you've noticed how how you are on a day-to-day basis often drives how everybody else is around you. And so these optimal zones and finding your optimal intensity levels are important for helping you project sort of that right energy level to your team to help them be their very best on a consistent basis. And again, that heart energy of, and we go back to motivation, right? What is driving you? Why do you do what you do? Is it grounded in in right things and things that matter, that have a greater purpose? Or is it very surface level, very temporary? temporal, very external, in which case that heart energy is going to be more anxious, right? More, more um, uh, about just winning than about the people in the process. And don't get me wrong. I love winning more than most people, right? It is about winning. Don't do not mistake that. But if it's a win at all cost mentality, if that's a win at all cost heart set that you have, the people around you are going to feel that. And it's going to shift how everybody functions, how everybody thinks, and how everybody brings themselves to their work. So as leaders, we've got to be mindful of our zone of intensity that we're in and our heart set at driving that intensity so that we can make sure that we're not just getting results for today, but we're getting results for the long term. Again, like like um, they say in the book, Good to Great. Right? It's about that sustainability of excellence that really defines what kind of leader and type of leader you are. That led us into building block five, where we talked about attentional control with Cam McDaniel. Cam was a football player at the University of Notre Dame, where he served as team captain, and and really talking about being able to stay in the present moment, right? Our physical bodies cannot be in the past. They cannot be in the future, but they can be in the present, right? Which is great. The challenge, though, is that our minds, they can absolutely go to the past, and they can absolutely go to the future, But as we learned, right, we can really only have one thought at a time consciously. Now it shift. We can shift incredibly quickly, right? So that's why we can, we can, we can't really multitask because it's not simultaneous tasking, right? But we can shift really, really quickly. But at any one split millisecond, we've got this one conscious thought. And if we're thinking about the past or thinking about the future, then that means our mind and our brain is not over our body in the present moment. And so the challenge is, you know, it's it's helpful for our mind to go to the past because we get to review. We get to, to ask ourselves what went well. What can we do better? What did I learn about myself and my team in that moment that we can leverage? Leverage, uh, to grow and get better and move forward. And then it is helpful for our mind to go to the future, right? To set goals, to plan, to strategize. Um, but again, performance happens in the present. And if our mind and our body are not connected in the present at the moment of execution, we are not delivering our absolute best. So we talked about a lot of different elements of attentional control. But the one highlight I just want to leave with is what Cam talked a lot about of of the mental strategy of win, right? The win principle, which comes from Coach Lou Holtz. And win stands for what's important now. And so we can ask ourselves sort of from a macro perspective, hey, you know, our goals are to win a national championship or to have, you know, to be in the black by the second quarter, you know, but what's important now on a day-to-day basis for us to achieve those goals? Or we down to every single moment as we're functioning throughout our day, hey, what's important now? Okay, well, now it's important that I transition really, really quickly into my next task so that I can execute right? Or on a play, hey, I just dropped that last pass. What's important now that I release and refocus so that I can deliver on the next snap, right? Or in the in the business world, hey, that sales pitch went 
awesome. What's important now that I get back to my desk and I get all the paperwork together and sent out to those clients so we can actually close the deal. All right. So what's important now becomes a great strategy to help us manage our attention, bring our mind over our body into the present moment to drive performance excellence. That led us nicely into building block six, which is about emotional management, right? So we talked about sort of attentional control and managing our, our, our thoughts and our mind and our attention. But now it's about that emotional management and knowing that, listen, we can't let our emotions dominate us. People are too emotional in this world. And Bo Scaife, uh, one of my good friends, played football at the University of Texas, played pro football for several years and is now running his own company called Fresh Ed Life, where he's pouring back into kids on helping prepare them you know, for life beyond sport and to develop a comprehensive skill set to be great at what they do and to use sport as a way to build skills and life skills within themselves to be productive members of society beyond the game. And so, you know, he talked a lot about the importance of us to get a grasp on our emotions and to not be emotionally driven individuals that just pop off and make decisions uh, off the cuff that aren't grounded in our values, that aren't grounded in our goals. And so emotions are great, right? But emotions should be used to inform us of sort of, hey, what's happening right now? Where did that come from? What's what's creating that feeling within me right now? And and to give our mind, you know, and to slow down and to give our mind a chance to get balanced, get organized, get a grasp on that emotion and make decisions that are logical, that are aligned with who we are and what we're trying to accomplish in this world. And in that way, we don't let these sort of moments control us, but rather we can gain control of the moments in our lives. And I'm going to tell you, it's moments that make our lives, right? It's, it's a series of decisions on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-by-moment basis that create who we are in this world. And listen, if you don't like where you are in this world right now, get a grasp on your moments. Take control of the moments that you have in this life because they're fleeting. They're fleeting. I talked to a beautiful young woman this this uh, week that wants to go into performance psychology, that wants to be a sports psychologist. And she lost her mom last year in a car accident. Mom was driving to her game, got in a car accident and died instantly. And that was her best friend. And you know what? This young woman has got a control on her moments. She went through a really dark season. And you know what she realized? Hey, there is, there is more to life. And if I keep my eyes focused on what I'm trying to accomplish and who I'm trying to please in this world, right, which was for her, her God, in alignment with who she is as a, as a young woman, as an individual, then you know what? The result of my life, the byproduct of my life is going to be based on the decisions that I make right now, moment by moment. And she is owning her moments and she is building a beautiful life for herself despite pain, despite adversity. So wherever we are in this world right now, get a hold of your moment, get a hold of your emotions. And really start to, to just sit with those emotions, to learn from them, to understand what are your emotions saying to you? What are they telling you about yourself, your world, those people you're around? And then can you start making decisions that align with the goals that you have for yourself? And you start to control the moment by moments in your life so that you can create the life that you want and achieve the goals that you want, be around the people that you know are going to help facilitate that type of success. 
That moved us into building block seven, which is mental rehearsal, right? And we talked to Lee Becton, the artful Dodger, uh, the running back from the University of Notre Dame back in the 90s, um, who just really leveraged mental rehearsal and seeing every single play before the game. He ran through it in his mind. So by the time he got to games, he was seeing gaps people didn't even know existed. But he had seen them because he ran through them hundreds of times throughout the week leading into the game. And by the time he got there, he was calm, cool, and collected because he saw the gap. He'd been there before. He was under control. He was confident. And he could and he could execute in the moment because he already had a plan in place. And we learned, right, that in the brain, action and imagination are integrated. And so if you physically do an action, right, your brain sends an electrical signal through your neurons into your muscles to execute that action. Well, if we just imagine that action, what we know is that the brain sends the exact same signal in the exact same sequence, just a slightly lesser degree of intensity. And so it's myelinating, right? Or or that phrase, what fires together, wires together, or it's wiring together, right? By just imagining and mentally rehearsing the action in advance. So whether you're prepping for a sales pitch or an exam in school or a game or, or a big tryout, Mentally rehearse it and go back to episode eight where we talked about the fundamental keys to excellent mental rehearsal so that you can build those neuro pathways in ways that are preparing you to execute excellently. Even when there's pressure, even when there's adversity, right? Even when it's raining and that can be figuratively or literally. And, and again, what the mind perceives, the body achieves, so get perceiving things, guys. Like, and really, we're only limited by what our mind can perceive. That's why that's why traveling is so powerful, right? Because we get to see whole new worlds. We get to talk to whole new cultures to get a whole different perspective on life. This is why diversity is so powerful on teams and in the workplaces, because it brings different perspectives. It allows us, to, our mind, to perceive whole a whole new world, right? What Disney movie is that? It's a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes, right? And so in those moments, we can we can get perception. We can widen our perception, which our mind can now start getting creative. It can start problem solving in new ways. And that's going to generate the activity and the neuro, neuro activity that can stimulate productivity. That led us then to summarize with building block eight of routines. Routines was about bringing it all together, right? And we talked with Mike Lee, who uh, was a graduate also of the University of Notre Dame, where he was a boxer here in Bengal Bouts Boxing, and now he's a professional boxer. Just recently won his his most recent match, making him 19-0, and and he's chasing a world title. I mean, the vision that this guy has for his career as an athlete and the legacy that he wants to leave as a man and as a boxer is powerful. And he talked talked about how he uses routines to build habits of excellence in his life, right? Again, one of my favorite quotes is from Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act. It's a habit. And we know that process that we talked about in episode nine was routines help build habits. And it's habits that lead to consistency. And ultimately, it's consistency that leads us to excellence, It's not, hey, sometimes I'm going to do it this way. Other times I'm going to do it this way. Oh, and now I'm going to go get a new trainer and and look at it this way. That doesn't build 
consistent neuropathways that drive success, that is a deep sense of expertise, right? It takes consistency over time. And routines are ways that we can start integrating into our lives the habits that lead to consistency that drive excellence. And so Mike shared some different routines that he has on a macro level from a training perspective, you know, different different seasons of the year that, that are part of his training mechanism down to how he prepares um, within a fight and, and what he does between rounds. We really talked about how that then translates to our life on a, on a daily basis and looking at building habits of excellence and how everything we do matters because it's building habits, right? And we're either building the right habits or we're building the wrong habits. And if you're not doing things consistently, right, you're either doing things consistently right, building the right habits, or consistently wrong, which is building the wrong habits, or you're not doing things consistently at all, which means you're not really building any habits except mediocrity. And ladies and gentlemen, mediocrity is also a habit. So if you want to get out of that, start to look at what, is, what are the greats in your field doing, and then start doing that consistently and build habits of excellence into your world. And routines was really a way that we were able to, to sort of integrate awareness, motivation, confidence, intensity, attentional control, emotional management, and mental rehearsal. Right. So the, the different strategies and, and skills that we learned throughout the course of each of those episodes, I challenge you to integrate into a routine. Right. So maybe you integrate visual cues, verbal cues and breathing into a routine as you transition from one phase of your day to the next or from one element of training to the next. And so, again, challenging you to use the things that you've learned throughout season one in building your mental performance foundation into mental and emotional routines that can help keep keep you balanced, keep you stable, etc. I just want to continue to challenge us to think about the power of our mind. You know, the world, the, the world, by definition, right, is 50% of the world is less than average, is below average. And so we cannot conform to the, the patterns of how society is telling us to think, of how they're telling us to act, right, of what is normal, We've got to, but we can be transformed by renewing our minds, right? And, and fixing our minds on things that are excellent, on things that are praiseworthy, that are, that are noble, right? That are excellent, greatness, right? Fix our minds on those things. And all of a sudden, we're going to start to experience a, a sense of peace, a sense of direction, a sense of understanding of how we're supposed to adjust and navigate and position ourselves to, to have an influence in every situation that we're in. The courage to be our best selves and to bring our best self. Listen, when we realize that 50% of this population is below average, we got to start thinking about who we're listening to in this world. Right? So when we're talking about building championship mindsets, we're talking about building mindsets of the higher end of that percentage, right? Of the other side of it. And by definition, right? Champions are not normal. <laughs> Think of a bell curve, right? The large percentage is sort of right in the middle. Being average, being normal. We've got the really, really low end that's off the deep end on the other side, and then we've got champions. And they're on the far right side of that bell curve because they're doing things differently. And if you, wanna, if you want that type of success, if you want that type of, of influence in your world, and listen, guys, I'm not even talking about like huge roles that are, that are really you know, public. I'm talking about being the best parent you can be. 
being the best friend you can be, being the best seventh or eighth grader that you can be, and having the courage to stand alone on the far right side of that bell curve because you know you're doing things the right way. What is informing your thinking? What's informing the action that you're taking on a daily basis? Are you allowing it to be this world? Because look around, they're not all doing it that great. And we have the opportunity to do something really, really special if we start to make choices that align with greatness, that align with excellence, that align with the ways champions think and act and behave on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, by choosing to think right, by choosing to think like a champion and transform our minds, right? Build these protein patterns that are so vibrant, that are so lit up, right? That are so geared toward and honed into what it means to be great in your world, in your own skin, in your own way, right? In your strength, in what you love, in your passion in this world, in the deepest need, right? I had a professor one time in an identity class I took that said, hey, your calling is where your deepest passion meets the world's deepest need. And then you couple your strength on top of that. Now let's go, right? Now it's time to turn up. When we find what we love, what we're great at, and what the world needs, and it's, again, not a global basis. What does your team need that you're on? What does your family need? And then what's your strength and what do you love to do and start to generate activity in those spaces and watch what starts to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute honor and privilege to be with you throughout the course of season one of Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. You know, and I ended every episode uh, with our featured guests asking them, hey, what's your mindset on awareness? What's your mindset on confidence? So we could learn how champions think about those different components. Now I'm going to end by asking myself, what is my mindset on building mindsets? All right, so, so what's my pattern way of thinking about building mindsets? My pattern way of thinking of that is you're either building championship mindsets or you're building average mindsets. Or you're, building, you're building mindsets that are going to lead you to sickness, to, to depression, to anxiety, right? And so what we think about matters. And if we can strip it back and get an understanding of who we are as an individual, What are our core values? What kind of legacy do we want to leave in this world? And then we start to be intentional about conditioning our mind and making choices on a moment-by-moment basis that align with who we are and where we're trying to go in this world and the influence that we're trying to have, that we can build right mindsets. We can build positive mindsets, productive mindsets that are going to generate the type of energy that, it, that attracts people, that stimulates environments, that generates activity and movement toward the higher end of that bell curve, right? Toward being a champion in whatever domain that you're in in this world. And, and that's my mindset on building mindsets. So again, it's been awesome being with you. Please reach out. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Champ Mindsets. You can send me an email directly at amber at latnerperformancegroup.com. Uh, you can go to our website, www.latnerperformancegroup.com. And if you would, we would really, really, really appreciate your feedback on the podcast. And you can you can leave that for us by going to iTunes and then rating, rating us there. And also, again, leaving a review, giving us your thoughts, giving us your feedback. And let us know, you know, what do you want to hear in season two and season three? 
So as we progress through this, you know, there'll be different elements. The title is going to say the same, Building Championship Mindsets, because it's all going to be about building championship mindsets, right? And then each season, so season one, again, was building your mental performance foundation. I wanted I wanted our listeners to be able to get an, a brief overview, right, of the foundation of mental performance um, that I've developed over the years that I've seen have transformational impact on individuals and on teams. Um, in season two, you know, I'll, I'll be releasing that soon and we'll be looking at a different element of building championship mindsets. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your commitment to, to thinking differently and to challenging your mind to, to stimulate some different neuropathways and, and start to, again, build mindsets that lead to success. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Latner. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. God bless and go Irish.